Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Europa League is here, and my goodness, what a set of matches. We got Jimmy Conrad in the house, and guess what? We didn't even call each other to color coordinate, but we're here. If you're watching it on YouTube, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, thank you so much. By the way, Europa League preview begins right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Go Lasso Europa League Preview. Thank you so much for listening. Jimmy Conrad is in the house. Before we introduce to him, I want to thank you all on behalf of the entire team for being part of our family. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please leave a five-star rating and review Spotify, Stitcher, CBS Sports, and your CBS Sports app. By the way, if you have a smart speaker, just say, hey, Google, hey, Alexa, please play the latest episode of Kego Lasso because we are there as well. YouTube is where we keep growing. So if you want to see some beautiful faces, don't tune into Kego Lasso. But if you want to tune into some mediocre faces, that's where we are, by the way. All right, Jimmy Conrad, we didn't even call each other and we look beautiful together in blue and white. How are you? I'm doing great, LME. Great to see you and excited to uh, do a Europa League preview, a proper one ahead of another big competition. Everybody maybe kind of sleeps on this and maybe some of the clubs aren't really paying attention to it until they get to the knockout rounds. They're like, all right, now we'll try a little bit to try to win this competition. But uh, if a Spanish team doesn't win it, I'll be pretty disappointed because they always seem to win it. It is the tournament for the sides from La Liga, but there are some intriguing matchups, as you mentioned, of course, and West Ham United are in it. That gets me excited a little bit, but we begin, let's begin with a Premier League side against an Italian side. I'm wearing their shirt today. My cousin actually is the South American representative of Napoli, so she gave me this gift. Leicester City against Napoli. This honestly is so tasty. Uh, the first meeting between the sides and Leicester's first game against Italian opposition. And in 10 attempts, Napoli have never won on the road against English opposition. There's so many narratives, but let's begin with you, Jimmy. Leicester City against Napoli. What a game. Yeah, let's give some context to kind of continue where you were going with that. Leicester have only lost two of their 13 home matches in UEFA European competition. They've won eight and drawn three. Though one of those was their most recent game at the King Power Stadium against Slavia Prague in February where they lost 2-0, which saw them actually get eliminated from the last 32. So that kind of sucks. And they just lost recently to Man City on the weekend. So a couple vibes not necessarily working for them. Now, as you mentioned, Napoli uh, have never won away against English opposition. They've only lost once, though, of their last 15 Europa League group stage matches. 11 wins, three draws, and their last defeat was on match day one of last season's competition against AZ Alkmaar, if you remember that one. Now, that's the bigger context. In terms of team news, Napoli could be without seven players when they travel to England. So that's a lot. That's a lot. Uh, On Leicester's side, uh, Iosi Perez is serving a three-game ban in domestic competition, but is available for this one. Johnny Evans is looking to be set to start potentially, which is uh, good news because they're a little depleted in the back line. And then Pat Daka, one of their big signings over the transfer window, 
has been limited to just 26 minutes so far in the Premier League. So I think he'll get the start on Thursday and obviously has some experience uh, banging in the goals for RB Salzburg in recent years. Now, Irving Lozano, going back to Napoli, could play in this one, which is great news for everybody. CONCACAF, Mexican national team fans. Halloween is coming, Jimmy it's Conrad. He's getting ready. There. You need there. Uh, Zielinski also made his return from injury in their 2-1 win over Juventus at the weekend. So... I kind of like in the last four Europa League games, Leicester have every game has been under two and a half goals. As I mentioned, they just lost to Man City 1 0. And that was another one, tough opponent, very similar to Napoli. Under two and a half goals on Caesar Sportsbook is plus 105. So even money, bet 100 to win 100 or bet 10 to win 10, whatever it is. I like that one a lot. Also, Remember when we had David Sumter on 10 math equations to solve the world or whatever? And we asked about yeah, gambling. Yeah. He's like, if there's two teams that are even, you should bet the draw. That's where the best value is. And guess who? <laughs> this, these, these odds are pretty even. And I like the draw on this one, plus 250. I think they're both going to approach it in a way where let's not lose this first one. Now, let's, mm. of course, you're going to try to push. You want to win your home games. You want to get your three points. But I like the draw here. Given current form, Napoli are undefeated in Serie A top of the table with a couple other squads including Roma baby and and I think that I think the draw is a nice value plus 250 so yeah I like it I like it I like a draw where I'm leaning with that one but you know somebody could stand on their head and, and score some goals and I'm looking at Pats and Daka there but but I like the draw yeah, I don't really disagree with much of what you said. I see a draw. I see both teams scoring. Brendan Rodgers said they arrive in Europa League. That's Napoli, of course, as one of them, uh, the favorites to do well uh, in the tournament. They're, yeah, they're a very good side with a lot of experience and quality is what Brendan said. It's such an exciting game for us to start the competition. Uh, but to your point about Patsundaka, this is exactly why he came in. Because obviously they know that they needed to add a little bit more fuel in Europe midweek. And this is why it's happening. Defensively, I worry a little bit. Because of obviously players are coming back, players are still out, etc. But I'm with you. I see one all, a draw, both teams scoring. I, I like that one. And you kept it under two and a half, right? Uh, if you go under two and a half, I just said under two and a half goals in general. That's yeah, it. just right. an overall. That's that's even money. Th those are hard to get at, at sometimes to find some some positive value or even even money. Usually they're in the negatives. But uh, yeah, it's tough. I, I feel like Brendan Rodgers. Yeah, they got to feel pretty <laughs> hard done by, like, great, we got Napoli in our first game after playing against City. But uh, there's something about Leicester that I like. And if Daka does get a chance, he, I don't know if he's going to be paired with Vardy or Nacho or whoever it may be, but it, it's going to be a good game. And, and on Napoli's side, with Spalletti in charge, he's going to want to have a splash back in Europe, you know. So this is going to be a really interesting game. But we got Sumari, Tielemans, Perez, Nacho, Daka, uh, Lookman, who came in from RB Leipzig. And they got some. They got some players. You got Pereira should start on the outside. Bertrand should start on the other side on the defensive line for for Leicester. So it, it's tough. I, I just feel like there's no clear winner here. But if you're feeling like Napoli's got the goods, and they got a little fortunate to beat Juve, by the way, they took advantage of some mistakes. If, if Chesney was playing for Leicester, I'd be like, all right, I think Napoli got a chance. But it's Schmeichel and goal. So I like the draw. I think that's a, that's a nice play there. I like it. All right, let's keep moving here. West Ham. David Moyes hasn't managed in European competition since 2013-2014 season, leading Manchester United, by the way, to the quarterfinals before losing to Bayern Munich. Uh, in Europa League, his last game came in February 2010 mm -hmm. with Everton, mm -hmm. losing 3 nothing to Sporting Lisbon in the last uh, 32 second leg, going out 4-2 in aggregate. David Moyes knows this tournament. He knows it well. 
This is a good West Ham side. I like. I, I was worried about them without Jesse Lingard, but guess what? They're still doing their thing. What do you see here, Jimmy Conrad? Well, these two teams have never played against each other, so we've got that going for us, at least in European competition. Uh, Zagreb are surprisingly unbeaten in their last 13 UEFA Europa League group stage matches. Nine wins and four draws, including winning their, four in, their last four in a row and have only conceded once in their last eight group stage games in the Europa League. So I don't know. Take that into consideration. Um, now, Dinamo Zagreb, they welcome an English opposition for the first time since they played Tottenham and came back and had that famous thing, which ultimately, in my opinion, led to Jose Mourinho getting fired. Uh, that was where yeah, Mislav Orsic was insane. Crazy. Mislav Orsic had a hat trick, scored some banging goals. That was all in the back, like about the 75th minute. And then he scored two that sent it into extra time. And then he won it. Crazy. Cra I mean, Spurs, the, the capitulation there. It was very impressive. That's like world-class capitulation there for yeah. Spurs. <laughs> um, what I'll say with regard to this game is that West Ham might shuffle their team a little bit, their starting lineup. They looked a little tired, I thought, against Southampton. But Moyes, I think he's going to start to believe in the, in, the, in the... He has to believe in his squad depth at this point, right? They they did, I think, a pretty productive transfer window. I think Areola will start in goal. Kurt Zuma, I think, will get the start here at center back. Um, and then when you think about Dinamo Zagreb, they had a shock defeat in Champions League qualifying to FC Sheriff, your favorite team, LME. The I fact that they lost to Sheriff, I know they didn't shoot the deputy. That that was, or they only <laughs> no, shot they the deputy. Not. That's right. So, so I don't know. I I think this is going to be interesting. Uh, Nikola Vlasic is a good signing as well. He's going to be, I think, inserted into this one, kind of a homecoming for him since he is Croatian. Mikel Antonio, I think, would have been rested for this, but because he got suspended with the red card, I think we're going to yeah, see him start. He'll have a free actually, weekend, right? He did have a. I think I think that's important. Because yep. Antonio to score any time is plus 150. If you think he can score first, plus 450. So this is this is a this is an interesting game because I think Zagreb are very good at home. They got the result against Sheriff at home, but they didn't they didn't beat him away from home. That was the issue. So I'm leaning towards everybody ready for it? A draw. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for having me, everybody. But honestly, I can see a draw here. That's the hard part. Des Norris, our producer, picked five games, and all of them I'm like. You know, if I'm thinking about this David Sumter stuff, and I, these guys are all coin flips, you know, am I going to really pick five draws? Chances here, of I'm, probability, Jimmy. I see? know that the probability here is that there could be another draw, and and uh, I, I don't. West Ham haven't been in European competition since the 2006-2007 season, so are you UEFA competition? It's been a long time, and they haven't won any of their last four. Uh, in all between the UEFA Cup between 99 and 2006, failing to score in all four. Their, their history isn't so great in European competition. So I think a draw, they'd be stoked with a draw. So we'll see. Yeah, uh, some good points about Antonio. He was uh, due to obviously play this weekend, but it's now a free weekend. So I'm sure he'll, he'll take part. Uh, as you mentioned, Zagreb unbeaten, by the way, in their last 13 Europa League group stage matches. So there's something to be said about that. Let's move on here and let's talk about Galatasaray against Lazio. That's an early kickoff. 12.45 Eastern, Paramount Plus. Uh, Maurizio Sarri's last game in the competition saw him lift the title in 2018-2019. Right. And his record in the competition is 19 wins from good. 25 games. That's a 76% win ratio. This is not a draw, Jimmy Conrad, uh, uh, against Galatasaray, is it? Uh, you know what? <laughs> no, no. You know what? I have, I have a different idea about this one that's going to feel okay. a little bit different than the draw. Now... It's been a bit of a subdued start 
to the season for Galatasaray. I'm looking at my notes here. They weren't overly convincing in their qualifying for the Europa League. Uh, they they had to squeeze past St. Johnstone and, and Randers, uh, and, and they drew a leg. There was two-legged affairs, and they had a draw against both of those clubs at one point and then ended up uh, doing the business uh, either away from home or at home. Now, as you mentioned, Lazio, very good so far, uh, scoring a ton of goals. Now, this past weekend, they went to AC Milan, didn't score. Didn't look particularly good. Finally ran into a team that's a little bit better than the other quality they've been facing. I think it's going to be a good lesson for them. And I feel like we might see a few changes in this. Now, these teams met in the knockout stages five years ago with Lazio winning on home soil after a draw in Istanbul. Mm. And I say that because this game's in Istanbul. And a repeat result wouldn't, I don't think, come as a surprise. But Galatasaray haven't had a clean sheet all season. And neither is Lazio. So I expect both teams to score. Now that, if you just bet that, it's minus 145, meaning you have to bet 145 to win 100 bucks or mm. $14.50 to win 10. No. Uh, now, the value I really like, and I'm starting to drink the Kool-Aid of this line. It gets me almost every time. But if both teams are going to score, which I think was going to happen, then you could have, there's a really cool line of coming from behind to win or draw. So, so if you bet on Galatasaray to come back from a goal down and they either win or draw, it's plus 410. If you think Lazio is going to give up the first goal, because, hey, you know what? It's pretty hard to play in Turkey. It's hard to play in Istanbul, especially with fans there. But then they come back to win or draw. It's plus 340. So you could theoretically, accumulation bet, as we talk about here, you could bet $10 or the same amount on both bets. And if they both score, you're going to hit one of them. Yeah. That that's that's me doing my my, my simple math here. No, and, I like well, you did major on that, didn't you? I did, I did, I did. I didn't graduate, so that just take that <laughs> into consideration. But I had a hell of a lot of fun. You I, always you know, leave that part out. <laughs> you know who I had in my my math classes at UCLA was Winnie Cooper in the Wonder Years. Yeah, I can't. I don't even know her what? name in real life as an actress, but yeah, she was in my she was in uh in my math that's department. That's insane. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of weird because. Who, Everybody by the way, had... was very good at math in the in the Wonder Years? Well, yes. Well, not surprisingly, right? So in real in the life, Wonder she, Years, she was very she good. Parlayed that anyway. That's a really random tangent, but uh, yeah, it's it's. Hey, by the way, uh, her name's Annika McTellier. By the way, that's right. That's right. Well, no. What, mean, what's the smoking policy? And what's the smoking policy in Turkish stadiums? That's a good question. Because uh, because if Sari can if Sari can smoke cigarettes, like. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I don't know who you like, though. I mean, this is Galatasaray haven't been great, but I feel like them at home, it's it's one of those things where you have an urgency as a player. We have to get these points here because we haven't been good away from home against They've Randers only won two home. out of the last 30 European. It's I know. Tough. It's like crazy, crazy stats, man. You know it's what? I see, I see another draw, Jimmy. <laughs> I, that's the thing. So I've got a little parlay going for us. It's going to be like a draw lay is what it's going to be here. Uh, uh, yeah. all right keep we'll let, add it let's let's begin i'm it. gonna add it yeah so wait there's so many games <laughs> there, there is there is there is but let's okay, focus i, well, I mean I the it, Leicester city it. napoli you had a draw Do yeah you i have a draw in all of them i have a yeah. draw in all of them all right so let's keep going let's see what happens here let's talk about rangers against leon uh that's 3 p.m eastern yeah. On Paramount Plus, uh, history does favor the French side here when the sides met in the 2007-2008 uh, Champions League group stage. Uh, each beat the other 3-0 on the road, though. Uh, by the way, 
Steven Gerrard said, Leon are arguably the best uh, European opposition I've faced as Rangers manager. A full-strength Leon is very much a Champions League team mm-hmm. with Champions League caliber players. Their manager did ever so well at Leverkusen, and he knows what we're about. This is a really big test for us, no doubt about it. What do you think? Yeah, I'll just start with uh, Lyon really quick. They've only lost one of their 18 UEFA League group stage matches, uh, losing 1-0 to Atalanta in their most recent group game in December 2017. So it's been a little bit of a while, but that's that's a pretty tremendous record in the group stages. Now, Rangers have lost none of their last 10 Europa League group stage matches since a 2-1 defeat to Young Boys, who are on everybody's, you know, after they beat Manchester United. So 2019, they've never lost a group stage match in the competition at Ibrox. They've played nine, won five, drawn four. Take that into consideration. Now, Rangers, let's go recent context. Uh, Rangers are top of the Scottish Premiership with four wins from five games. They haven't, it hasn't, doesn't feel like they've reached the heights of last season. And I say that because when the qualifying uh, for Champions League was in there, they played Malmo and they lost mm. to Malmo twice, 2 1 and 2 1, uh, even at home. And I was pretty disappointed. I think everybody was because it looked like Rangers were about to kick on and build off of what they did last season. And now they're here. So after failing to win their first three games of the season, though, Lyon have strung together successive victories. However, the timing of this game doesn't feel fair from Lyon because they have PSG away three days later. So I think that can play into Mm, potentially how they approach this one. So something to keep in mind for everybody. Um, Rangers have only lost two of their last 24 home matches in this competition, but uh, I feel like Lyon might get a point here potentially there. They have been under two and a half goals scored in Rangers last four games the under another drug half, Jimmy plus 110 you know what I kind of like and I hated doing this when I was doing my research and everything I kind of like the, the come from behind win or draw for both clubs so if okay. that happens for Rangers plus 340 if it happens for Lyon uh that's plus 360 now Jerome Boateng made his debut for Lyon off the bench this past weekend he could start here they're going to make some changes Jordan Shakiri capped his Lyon debut as well with an assist at the weekend's but I'm curious as to whether they're going to roll them out again, knowing they've got PSG on the weekends. Um, and then there's Leon's got two very important players, two key Brazilian players, Bruno Guimarche, Guimarche. I'm trying to do my best I can, and Lucas Paqueta. Mm. And so they're just trying to figure out whether they'll be allowed in Scotland after the recent trip to South America. And that's going to impact. So just look at the starting lineups here. But we could honestly... We could see another draw. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Hashtag analysis. That's why we're here. But but I'm trying to find you some better value. So if, I, if you think yeah. that both teams are going to score, and I think there's some good evidence as to that happening, then really looking hard at that coming from behind to win or draw is a good look for both sides. Jimmy Conrad starring in the equalizer. All right, let's talk <laughs> about uh, uh, the last one here. The, the last one of our highlights package, because there's a lot of games, everybody. You're just going to have to really pick your poison. But... Real Betis against Celtic. That's 12.45 Eastern on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, by the way, Angie Postecoglou is the first Australian ma- uh, manager in the Europa League. Uh, it's the first meeting between both sides. So this is a very tasty, very new uh, fixture. On the road, Celtic have never beaten Spanish opponents. Seven different teams in 18 attempts. They've lost 15 of them. By the way, what do you see here? Real Betis against Celtic. It's uh, the green and white fight. Yeah, I got I got the green and white behind me. I played against Celtic in an MLS All-Star game a long time ago. The, yeah, the Spanish side. The Spanish side never faced a Scottish opponent before. So that's kind of cool. Um, now, Real Betis, who are managed by Manuel Pellegrini, they picked up their first win of the season. 
uh, at this past weekend with a 2-1 win over Granada. And Celtic just beat Ross County 1-0 at the weekend after successive defeats. So they're both kind of coming in with like, all right, finally, we got it all figured out. We, we can feel good about ourselves and all our preparation. Now, Celtic did not travel well in the Europa League last season. They conceded four goals in each of their last two away matches in the competition. So, yeah, take that into consideration. Betis is good. So then you have also to take into consideration in Celtics, or excuse me, in nine out of Celtics' last 10 games in the Europa League, there have been over two and a half goals. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to decide. One. I, what's that? This could be the one with mo more goals and maybe a win, not a draw here. I, 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 got, I got Betis to win this one. And they're the favorites to win. I got Betis to win to nil plus 185. Uh, if you if you want to say Betis to win and both teams to score jumps up to plus 240. So it's kind of how you want to shape it. If Betis to win straight up, let me find that line. Well, as you find it's it. Minus just... 150. I mean, they're, they're the favorites, heavy favorites. Okay. The Celtics plus 400 to win. And when you look at La Liga and what they're doing right now, it's very early, of course, but they do score, but they do allow to score. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that you do have a victory here for Real Betis, but Celtic will probably knock on the door, even with uh, odds on Eduard leaving for uh, Crystal yeah. Palace as well. That that could yeah. be an issue, but you know, I, it's still early. To figure out. It, it is. It is the 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 fear for for Betis is that Mark Bartra, one of the center backs, was forced off after 14 minutes. I think he's going to miss out here. Uh, Diego Lainez, for all you Mexican international or Mexican national team fans, uh, looks like he's probably not going to play in this one either. Mm -hmm. Sergio Canales, the 30-year-old attacking midfielder, was like man of the match from the bench on the weekend, played 26 minutes and scored the winner. So I think he'll get the start against this one. So take into consideration. And then Bellerin, Hector Bellerin, uh, now plays for Betis as well. I don't know if you read this story about uh, Bellerin, but he basically made his decision on which team to go to using like, Highly, like this math program, ultimately, to find out which team he would fit in best and would, would help him grow in his career. That's fantastic. It, it's great. Like, he didn't go, like, word of mouth, hey, who wants me, that kind of stuff. He, like, he looked did his research. at all, all the research on the top five European leagues, who would be the best coach for him. So he flipped the script. Instead of a club looking into a player, the player looked into the club. His dad, by the way, was also a Real Betis fan, too, so I wonder if his dad Yeah, there might be a tie in there, too. But, but yeah, <laughs> it's it's a... Pretty cool article on The Athletic about like why that. he made his decision. But Martin Mo Martin Montoya might get the start here. It just depends on how they're trying to balance their minutes. Now, the Scottish Giants, Celtic, just for some injury concerns, are missing potentially four players. Uh, Christopher Julian, James Forrest, uh, Kyogo Fuhurahashi, and Greg Taylor, which could be a bit of a, in terms of depth, they might have to roll out a few guys that or putting players in positions they don't normally play in. I do yeah. want to give a shout-out to American International Cameron Carter-Vickers, he scored on his debut for Celtic, uh, and he could keep his place this this week. And I hope that he does, obviously, especially with John Anthony Brooks not looking so hot with Wolfsburg and the U.S. men's national team. Maybe CCV, Carter-Vickers can get back in there and and uh, maybe get another call in. Who knows? Who knows? Well, it's a great opportunity for him indeed. All right. Well, as we wrap everything up, just want to do some honorable mentions and maybe just one final word from Jim in terms of something that we haven't touched upon as much, but Leverkusen uh, against Ferenc Varus. That's an early kickoff, 12.45 Eastern. Another early kickoff is Lokomotiv Moscow against Marseille, 12.45 Eastern as well. Frankfurt, Eintracht Frankfurt against Fenerbahce, 3 p.m. Eastern. And another 3 p.m. Eastern is PSV against Real Sociedad. I feel like PSV can never escape the Spanish opposition as well. Anything from that uh, that you wanted to touch on? 
Well, of course, I'm wearing a La Real, Real Sociedad jersey right now. So very interested to see how they play against PSV, who I thought were very dangerous to play against last season. But then they sold maybe their most dangerous attacking player in Danielle Mullen to Borussia Dortmund. So that's a game I'll be keeping my eye on. I'm, I'm a big uh, Real Sociedad fan in particular. Now, Gank is another team that is playing in this one. And I'm interested about this because Mark McKenzie, another American international center back. Great guy, a, by the way. Oh, amazing, amazing, amazing. They're taking on Rapid Vienna. He hasn't got too many minutes so far this season. So that makes me a little bit nervous, you know. But I hope that he maybe gets a run out here. You know, he's 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 played three games. He's played 300 minutes. I guess he's gotten some time, but I want him to continue to build off of what I thought was a strong performance against Honduras and and maybe even knock out John Anthony Brooks from that center back spot because Miles Robinson seems to have the other spot locked up. So so anyway, I just love that we have competition in multiple spots. No, for it's a good problem to have, isn't it? I'll, a be, good I'll be keeping an eye on that. And then just just so everybody knows, uh, I put together our crazy draw lay, our parlay parte, our <laughs> La Fiesta Parliesa. And four of the draws... Right. I got it for you, Jimmy. Hold up. Empate and, and, parlay, because empate is a draw empate in Spanish. Parlay. Empate right. parlay. <laughs> <laughs> but I have Betis beating Celtic. So you have okay. you have West Ham Zagreb or Zagreb and West Ham drawing. Galatasaray Lazio draw. Uh, Leicester Napoli draw. Rangers Leon draw. And you have uh, Betis beating Celtic. If we put down a hundred bucks. We would win $25,000. <laughs> Let's go. Taking it to the bank, going to Vegas. Goodbye, CBS. Thank you for being oh part my. of uh, my life. Yeah. But no, I'm done. Let's do it. Imagine if we hit like three of the draws and we just <laughs> missed out on one. I'd That's what's so going to happen, Jimmy. We're going to hit everything but one. Uh, it's I'll be so <laughs> sad. Anyway, I might, I, honestly, we could put $10 down and win 2500 bucks. Let's just do that. That, that feels safer. It. But uh I'm that's, that sounds awesome. Anyway, that was fun. I love the Europa League competition. Ever since CBS got involved, and obviously since we start to cover it with a lot more meaning, there are some incredible narratives that come out of this tournament. And I think that you get to talk about teams that deserve more love and respect and adoration than they get. So obviously, I'm very excited to be a part of this journey with you once again, LME, and of course, everybody watching and listening. Jimmy Conrad, always a pleasure to talk to you. Absolutely echo your words. And thank you so much, everybody. This was your Europa League a preview. Make sure that you watch it. You listen to it. Give us a rating. By the way, if you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe. And also grab that uh, little ring bell uh, notification. So every time that a new episode comes out, you are aware. But Jimmy C, thank you so much, brother. Thank you, Elmi. Appreciate it. Thank you, everybody. We will see you next time.